Let me just catch up on where we've been. Uh, we're in this series that we're calling Different. Everybody say different. different. Yeah, that's right. We're awake now. Different. And we're talking about how Jesus was different. And because Jesus was different, uh, if we accept a call to follow him, if we want to call ourselves Christians, if we want to call ourselves followers of Jesus, then we should look as well. Amen. So uh, as we continue in this series uh, tonight, I want to look at how we are supposed to uh, deal with our burdens differently. That first blank on your hand out there is burdens, how we bear our burdens differently. All right. Uh, two years ago, in uh, September of 2017, uh, that was literally one month after I came on staff and started uh, ministering to you guys. You guys are awesome. Uh, let me just say that first of all. But, but, but in September of 2017, Sarah and I were blessed to be able to, to, to take a vacation to um, England. We got to go to England, and, and on this vacation, we actually got to take, we, we, we got to go to Paris for a couple of days, um, which was really, really fun. But, but I remember um, when we were going to, when we were planning for this trip, when we were preparing, when we were packing our suitcases, um, we, we actually uh, both had suitcases. I'm a pretty light packer, okay? Sarah is not at all. Um, part of that's because she's a girl. Part of that's because she has to have like seven outfits for every single day. Um, but, but we both ended up taking suitcases, like big full-size suitcases on this trip. And they were just like jam-packed. Like, like we were like sitting uh, on our suitcases to try to get them to close so that we could. Sarah's suitcase ended up being like overweight. You know, there's a weight limit per suitcase. So we had to like pull some stuff out of hers and put it in mine. Anyways, so we've got these two huge suitcases and we've each got a carry-on um, for this trip, right? Um, and, and we land in London. We land at, at Heathrow Airport in London. London, England. It, it was a long night. I didn't sleep a lick, but I watched three movies. Um, and, uh, and so we land and we meet my friend Paul. Okay, my friend Paul, uh, he's doing his doctorate uh, over in Oxford. He's studying at Oxford, which is really uh, prestigious. But anyways, um, we meet him at the, at the airport there, and then we go from the airport to the subway terminal, okay? Um, and we're going to take the subway from, from London to uh, another part of London where we're going to get on a train station, and we're going to take a train for about an hour that's going to take us to Oxford where he was living doing his, doing his master's at the time, actually. Um, and so, so we meet him, and, you know, I'm, I'm exhausted, Right, I'm I'm so tired from from the plane ride that we just had that I didn't sleep at all on. It's like a four hour time difference over there, so it's the middle of the afternoon uh, when we, or it's the middle of the day. Like it's like twelve o'clock when we land. I'm exhausted. Um, we've got these massive suitcases with us, and we're trying to navigate one of the busiest airports in the world. Okay, Heathrow's one of the busiest airports in the world. We're we're trying to navigate it. We gotta we gotta like maneuver our way through all the people to get to the subway terminal where we can get. On on the subway and, and we get on the subway and, 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 and we like sit down for like three seconds. It literally seemed like one stop. Then we have to get off the subway and they don't have escalators in the subway uh, terminals in, in England. So we're having to walk with these massive 50 plus pound suitcases plus our carry-on items up steps in, the, in like a really crowded area. I was, again, I was so exhausted. I was stressed. I don't really like crowds. So I was really, really stressed about this whole situation. Um, um, and then, and so finally, we end up uh, getting getting from the subway terminal to the train station. We get on our train, and so I can like take my first breath that I've really been able to take since we left Knoxville, uh, like. 
14 hours earlier. We have the hour train ride, and, and, and then we, we get off the train in Oxford. It's beautiful. It's magical. It's, it's like straight out of Harry Potter. It was awesome, um, but, but we get out, and I'm like, okay, so what's next? Like, what are we doing? And he's like, all right, well, we're going to go to where I live, and I say, okay, cool. Uh, uh, like, is somebody coming to pick us up? He's like, no, we're going to walk, and I'm like, cool. So I'm thinking, you know, it's going to be like a five-minute walk, right? No. This dude makes us walk 35 minutes, a 35-minute walk with our suitcases, okay? And let me just remind you, um, Oxford was founded in like 1237, okay? They still have the original roads from 1237, okay? I think we might have a picture of what one of the roads looks like. Yeah, okay, so... So that's what the roads look like, all right? It's cobblestone, but not like nice, cute cobblestone, like, like straight up out of the medieval ages cobblestone, and we're dragging our suitcases on this cobblestone for 35 minutes. My, the wheel on my suitcase literally broke because of these stinking, these, these stinking cobblestone roads that we're having to walk on for 35 minutes to get to where we're going. And, and I remember like halfway through, I was so mad. Like, seriously, we can't get a taxi? Like, we can't jump on one of the 5,000 buses that have passed us to take us to wherever we're going? We can't like get an Uber? No, we're going to walk. It's cool. It's cool. But I remember um, like halfway through this walk thinking, I just wish there was a way that I could lighten this load. Everybody turn to your neighbor. Give them that title of my message tonight. Say, neighbor, it's time for you to lighten your load. Amen. Our text for tonight comes from Matthew chapter 11. Matthew chapter 11. If you've got your Bible and you want to read along, uh, you can turn to Matthew chapter 11. If not, it'll be on the screen uh, behind me. Matthew chapter 11, starting in verse 28, says this. Come to me, all who labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am gentle and lowly in heart, and you will find rest for your souls. For my yoke is easy and my burden is light. My burden is light. Tonight I want to share with you all two myths and three B's. If you're following along with you on the notes, there'll be blanks provided for you to keep track. Two myths, three B's. Myth number one is this. That I need to be perfect in order to be loved. That I need to be perfect in order to be loved. That's myth number one. Check this out. As Jesus is going about his ministry, uh, he's different because uh, he's challenging the popular religious opinions of the day that said, you've got to follow this thing called the law to a T. In order to be accepted by God, in order to be loved by God, in order to have righteousness and, and not be condemned to hell, you have to follow this law perfectly. To a T, you have to follow this law. And, and, and because Jesus comes on the scene then, and he's like, yeah, like that's important, but what I'm really after is, 
is your heart. What I'm really after is a like the law was set up in order to have a right relationship between you and God. It's all about a relationship. This is what Jesus comes on the scene and he starts teaching. And the people don't really like that because uh, a lot of the religious leaders were making a profit. They, they were padding their pockets because uh, they, were, they were convincing people, oh, well, well, you can get right with God if you just make this sacrifice. Like come to the temple. If, if you don't have any animals that you can sacrifice or grain that you can offer, it's okay because we'll sell you some and then you can go get right with God. And Jesus is like, that's not what it's about. In fact, there was a day Jesus was at the temple um, and uh, there was a bunch of people there that were all coming to give their offerings and and the Bible says that, that, that there were a bunch of rich and wealthy people that were at the temple that day, and they were giving out of their wealth, is what Jesus says. Basically, basically meaning that, that they weren't really giving until it hurt. They weren't really giving anything. They, 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 were, they were giving, but their kind of giving was kind of like, uh, I'm doing this because I'm checking the box, Right? It didn't actually cause them to draw closer to God. It didn't actually cause them to rely anymore on God. It didn't cause any more dependence on God because of their giving. And then all of a sudden, this poor widow shows up on the scene in the midst of all these rich people, and she gives two copper coins. And the rich people around her ridicule her because she didn't give what was right according to the rules. And Jesus says, you guys, you gave out of your wealth. This woman gave all that she had. She gave all that she It wasn't what was right. It wasn't what was standard. It wasn't what was laid out in the Levitical law or the sacrificial system or according to the right offering notes that people were supposed to give, but she gave all that she had. And so what I'm trying to say with this point is that to be loved by Jesus, you don't have to, you don't have to be perfect because you never will be. No one has ever been perfect, no one is perfect, and no one ever will be perfect. You're not always going to say what's right. You're not always going to do the right thing. You're not always going to act the right way. You're not always going to think the right thoughts. You're, you're going to mess up, you're going to fall short, and you're going to fail. Can we just start there tonight? And, and let me just say that that's okay. I don't know if you've ever been in a church setting where you felt like you had to live a certain way in order to be accepted by Jesus. But if, if that's the case, let me tell you that that's, that's not true. Jesus sets a standard, but he sets a standard that's based on his grace, not on your merit. Jesus knows that you're not going to get it right every single time. And so, again, what Jesus is after, he's after your heart. Jesus is after your heart. Listen, there's not a single thing that you can give God that he doesn't already have, except you. There's not a single thing that you can give God that's not already his, except you. That's why Jesus came, to make a way for you to come back into relationship with God. God doesn't want the money that you have. He's he doesn't, he doesn't need riches because he's already got that. He owns the cattle on a thousand hills is what the psalmist says. He doesn't need a kingdom that you can build for him. He's already got his own glorious kingdom. He doesn't need a victory that you can win or that you can overcome because he's already claimed victory over the greatest enemy that any of us will ever face. He doesn't need some standard of glory that you can set for him because he already has his glory. But you... If you've not given your life to him, that's what he wants. He wants you. That's what he's after. 
with all your failures, with all your faults, with all your struggles, with all the different things that you're, you might be addicted to or caught up in, with all your insecurities, he's after you. He wants you because he loves you. And he wants to show you a different way to live, a better way to live. So that's myth number one, that, that you have to be perfect in order to be loved. That's a myth. Myth number two is this, that I need to hustle when I'm down. I need to hustle when I'm down. Let me just tell you how fast culture changes. Fifteen years ago, uh, the word hustle was a slimy word. The word hustle was a word that was given to con artists and crooks who tricked and swindled people out of, into giving them something that they weren't prepared to, to give away or to let go of. But today, in culture, in, in pop culture today, the word hustle has a positive connotation, right? If you want to win, hustle. Right? If you want to succeed, hustle. If you want to get rich, hustle. If you want to get the girl, hustle. If you want to fill in the blank, you better hustle to get that. You've got to hustle. Being, being a hustler is a, a good thing today. Listen to this. Um, there was this guy in the Bible who came to Jesus and he says, Good teacher, what thing must I do in order to inherit eternal life? Essentially, he's asking Jesus, yo, Jesus, like, what kind of hustle do I need to get on to get what I want, to get saved? And Jesus replies, sell everything you have and follow me. Sell everything you have and follow me is what Jesus says. Like, Jake, the, the translation for that would be, listen, there, there's no hustle that you can get on. Just be my disciple. Follow me. Sell out for me. Hustle to me, right? Like, hurry to me. And that's what gets you eternal life. And the Bible says that that man left sad because he was rich. That man left sad because he was rich. Here's the thing. The world wants us to believe that we can work or we can hustle, we can grind our way into happiness, right? That we can, that we can work our way out of a bad situation or, or, or a difficult time, right? That we can, we can just grit and grind it out. It, like, like we can just pull ourselves up by our bootstraps and be self-made men and women, right? We can do this ourselves. We got it. If we just hustle hard enough, if we just grind hard enough, if we just wake up and, and hit it every single day, then we're going to be good. We're going we're gonna to find the happiness we're, gonna, we're looking for. We're going to find the satisfaction that we're That's what the world tells us, right? Like, let's, let's just take a, a poll really quick, right? How many of us have ever thought, just in your, own, in your heart, don't, don't raise your hand or anything like that, how many of you have thought, if I can be with that person, then I'll be happy? Or if I can be friends with those people, then I'll be good. I'll be in. Or if I can get on the team, then I'll have what I want. Right? Or if, if, I, can get the, if I can get the grades, then people will love me the way that I want to be loved. The reality is that none of those things can give you what you're looking for. None of those things can satisfy those longings that you have deep down in your heart. Only Jesus can do that. Only Jesus can do that. But the thing is, is that we work and we grind and we hustle and we work and we grind and we hustle. And then maybe you get it, right? Maybe you get that thing that you're like, if I can only have that, then I'll be happy. Then I'll be satisfied. Then I'll, then I'll be good to go. And, and, and maybe you get it. Maybe you get it, and it's awesome, for like a week, 
right? Until the first problem arises. Or you get in the first argument. Or he's a little too overbearing. Or she's a little too clingy. And then the drama starts. And then all of a sudden, that thing that you were like, if I can only have that one thing, if I can just work hard enough to get that, if I can grind hard enough to get that, if I can hustle hard enough to get after that, then I'll be good. All of a sudden, you're right back to where you were, discontent and unsatisfied because it's a myth, guys. It's a myth that if you just hustle hard enough, you can get what you want, that you'll be happy. And the problem is, because both of these are myths, if we, if we believe them, if we, if we feed into them, if we allow ourselves to, 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 to listen to those, uh, they lead to, 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 to heavy burdens and to great difficulties. And it's easy to buy into them, right? Like, like I'm not up here saying that, that, that I've, I've perfected this. It's easy to buy into those things because we're surrounded by it all the time. I mean, the amount of time that you guys are on social media or watching TV, you're, I mean, we're just inundated with this information that's telling us hustle, 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 grind, 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 work, 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 and you can be where you want to be. That, like that's always around us. And it's easy to buy into those things. It's easy to get caught up in them. And when we get caught up in them, we, we then easily become frustrated. And we get angry. For some of us, we get depressed. We get anxious. We become self-conscious or insecure. We, we start to worry. Maybe we isolate ourselves. Maybe we hurt ourselves. Maybe we, we just rebel against any sort of godly authority in our lives. And, and all of this leads us to a place where we're just weary. We're just tired. We're smoked. Because we've been trying so hard. These issues make us feel like we're walking in quicksand and we just keep going deeper and deeper and slower and slower. And they start to pile up and feel heavier and heavier, but... I want to tell you tonight that there's a different way. Jesus teaches us a different way. In Jesus, we can lighten our load. In Jesus, we can lighten our load. Again, our, our passage for the night says, Come to me, all who labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Take your yoke upon me and learn from me, for I am gentle and lowly in heart, and you will find rest for your souls, for my yoke is easy and my burden is light. So here's our application for the night. The three B's. You ready? B, B number one. Point number one. Be ready. Everybody say, be ready. Be ready. Yeah. Jesus says, come. The Bible doesn't say that Jesus is going to come to you right? Jesus is the one who says, come to me. Come to me. That's, that's action-oriented. That means that you have to do something. In Jesus, we, we have the promise of the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit's going to come alongside us. He's going to guide us. Like he, He's going to comfort us. He's going he's gonna, to he's gonna be there with us. But the first thing that we have to do is we have to come to Jesus. Jesus says, come to me. All who are weary and heavy laden, you have to take action. You have to, to be ready, to be prepared, to be willing to come to Jesus and lay your burdens at his feet. But before you can lay them down, you have to know what it is that you're releasing, right? You have to know what you're opening your hands to. You have to, you have to know what it is that you're letting go of and laying down at Jesus' feet. So, so B number two, point number two, is that you have to be real. You've got to be real. 
You have to be real with yourself. You have to recognize the fact that you struggle, that you wrestle with certain issues in your life. Some of us wrestle with those in private for far too long, and then we just become more ensnared and more caught up and more trapped and more imprisoned by those things that we're wrestling with because we're not willing to be real with ourselves. You gotta, you gotta recognize that you're not perfect. You have to recognize that you have imperfections. You have to be real with the fact that you need help. You have to be real with the fact that you need grace. You need a Savior. You need Jesus. You have to be real with yourself that you just need Jesus. You got to be real with others, right? You got to find a community of people, and we hope that we hope that's here. We hope that that that's in our family groups here, that you can talk with people your own age and, and who might be going through some of the same stuff that you're going through or on Sunday mornings in our connect groups. We hope that that, 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 that community of, of people that you can be real with is here, but maybe it's not. That's okay as long as you're being real with someone. People who, can, people who you can be real with and Share what it is that you're wrestling with. Share what you're struggling with. Ask them to pray for you. Ask them to keep you accountable, right, to reading your Bible or, or whatever it is, right? Like, like I, I want you to keep me accountable to not cussing. I want you to keep me accountable to not sending pictures to boys that I shouldn't be sending pictures to. Right, whatever it is, you need people to help keep you accountable. But, but in order for that to happen, you got to be real with what you struggle with. So be ready. To come to Jesus, be real with yourself and with others about your struggles, and lastly, you have to be rested. This is so important. You have to be rested. Listen, you cannot do it. I don't care what Nike says. You can't do it. But Jesus can. Jesus can. Rest in the fact that he can. Listen, you're not strong enough to fight every attack from the enemy. Band, you guys can go ahead and start coming up. You're not good enough to never fall into temptation. You're not righteous enough to never sin again. You're not powerful enough to claim victory over Satan. You aren't. You can't. But Jesus is. So rest in him. Spend time in his word. Get quiet and and ask to hear from him. Because he wants to speak to you. He wants you to experience his presence and his love, but you got to get quiet so you can hear from him. Spend time in prayer. Make a Spotify playlist of worship songs. I don't care. Something that tunes your heart to the melodies of God, that leads you to praise him. Go on a walk in the woods and enjoy his creation. You have to rest In him, be with Jesus and he will give you the rest that you need first so that you can have the strength that you need later to face the day. Let me say that again. Be with Jesus and he will give you the rest that you need first so that you'll have the strength that you need later to face the day. Guys, the enemy wants to load you up with everything he can so that it feels like you're just trudging through life. Relationships, work, school, teachers, parents, gossip, 
drama, relationships, school, sports, clubs. You just, just pile it on, pile it on, pile it on. Satan wants to pile it on. He wants to, he wants to make your load as heavy as possible so you will stop looking at Jesus and you'll just try to do it yourself and you'll be so bent over looking at your own two feet thinking if I can just keep going, if I can just keep going, if I can just hustle, if I can just grind, if I can just work it out, then I'll be okay. And Jesus says, come to me. He says, come to me. He says, give it to me. I'll take it. Whatever it is that you're struggling with, whatever it is that you're wrestling with, I'll take it. Come to me. Because I love you. And I want to know you. And that's different, guys. That's a different way of living. And it might be weird, right? It's certainly not what the world tells us to do. The world says just gut it out. Hustle, 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 grind, grind, grind. Hustle, hustle, hustle. Work, work, work. But Jesus says come. Jesus says rest. Jesus says find the peace in me that you're so desperately looking for. Can we pray a little bit tonight? Father, thank you that you want us to come. That you're not some far off God that's just out there somewhere in the universe and, and we, we, we've got to work our way to you, but you're a God who loves us so much that you came to us first so that the, so that the invitation is open that whoever may come. So I pray for all my friends in this room tonight, God, with whatever they're struggling with, whatever they're wrestling with, whatever they're dealing with, would they just open their hands to you tonight, God, and lay it at your feet. Say, God, I don't want to deal with this anymore. I want to be free. I want to find peace. I want to find rest in you. God, help me lighten my load. In Jesus' name, all God's people said, amen. Would you stand up and come to the front as we sing this last song?